And welcome back to the show. Thank you for again joining us this week. My name is Brian Constine, and for the first time on the same side of the table sits my co-host Michael Rowland. Hello, hello. And the reason for this arrangement is on the other side of the table joining us this week is our special guests, Yoss and Ali Schwarzentruber. Yes, sir. Is it close enough? Yeah, yeah. you're right on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it only took like three or four takes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, Ali, Ali's good. Yoss, forgive me, that, that, that might cause some brain cramps as we go along. It usually does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but yeah, it's, it's the J and the Y sound. But Yoss. Yeah. And, and as you can see by our surroundings, we are, in fact, uh, in your bakery cafe. That's correct. Yeah, so thank you for, for coming on the show and, and giving up some of your valuable evening time, which is even more valuable given your profession as bakers. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's very limited. Yeah, so. yeah, you're, you're probably not you know, going to be hanging out till like 10 o'clock most nights, are you? No, most nights we're in bed by, you know, like 8, 8.30. <laughs> 9 o'clock's a late night. Yes. So. But yeah. the, morning, the mornings are plenty early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yes. More than makes up for it. Yeah, Oh absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, a strange thought came to mind is like, it's a, the bakers, no doubt, um, uh, benefit from this, all these streaming services now, right? <laughs> you imagine bakers, you know, 20 years ago, they wanted to watch a show. Yeah, like that you 10 o'clock show, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'd have to play. I don't know why. Just a random thought. Just yeah, okay, yeah random I thought. guess so. <laughs> Definitely a random thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, <laughs> random thought out of the way. There, there'll be a few rabbit trails. Um... But let me let me get off the, the get right back on track and and I want to start um, before we get into kind of your background I want to make sure people are are aware of it up front um, that in just a couple of weeks July first you guys got a big barbecue planned that is yeah. correct yeah we're it's a big show and shine we're hoping it'll be a big turnout we got bouncy castles lined up we got yeah we got a barbecue lined up finally we had a little bit of a hassle getting that lined up but it finally came in and yeah. nice. uh, we're gonna have a petting zoo. Um, <laughs> different door prizes, auction prizes. We're going to do a Chinese auction. So you buy tickets and you put your tickets in what prize you oh, want. Yeah. You're not guaranteed to get it. And then, <laughs> yeah. then it's a draw for whoever gets it at the end. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Should be fun. Yeah. And we've got we've been getting quite a few sponsors and such as well. So. Yeah, so it sounds like you really yeah. got a big show Plan. Yeah, we yeah. because because well, you got you got you have the whole yeah we're gonna have the whole winter street year like, yeah down, pretty much yeah. here down to the end there the hardware store and so yeah. we're hoping it'll be a big show we're not a hundred percent sure because there has been a couple other car shows that have all of a sudden popped up that are on yeah. the same day yeah so we'll see yeah yeah there is some competition but even if it's just local families come in have fun have a barbecue enjoy their time oh exactly at some. Uh, therapy animals and yeah. going to bouncy castle well, or a horse. There's or, apparently a uh, therapy chicken coming. A therapy Ooh. chicken? Yeah, therapy so, chicken. That's new. Therapy yes. chicken. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully. It apparently loves being pet and. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's the chicken. There's, uh, I think it's a miniature pony. There's or a blind goat. There's a blind, a goat. blind goat. And of course, there'll be many dogs here as well. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be a lots of fun. I yeah. think it'll be fun just for even so, families coming out. Yeah. Whether there's cars there or not, at the end of the day, we just want to have fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we'll, so. we'll hopefully we'll cycle back around to this at near the end of the show because yep. yeah, yeah. Um, we'll talk about uh, Bosco and the animal uh, animal assisted therapy uh, yeah. organization that you're helping to, hoping to help out with the with the barbecue. Yeah. And so yeah, that's it's and so yeah, I've, I was on their website. They got some. A yeah. wide range of animals that they can bring out. Yeah, so, they do. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll hopefully really cycle good. cycle back around to Absolutely. those guys. Absolutely, sounds good. All right. So yeah, so after you've gone out to the town event at uh, Lincoln for your barbecue or for your pancakes in the morning, yep. Come over here for your for your lunch and barbecue. Yeah, just, exactly. Perfect. We're yeah. right back. To, we're lined up right back to back, and we talked to Carrie Black, who's in charge of that event yep. out there, nice. and so. We're just going to go from one to the other, and then kids can go home in the afternoon, have a nap, and go to fireworks in the evening and call it good. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a full day of celebration. Exactly. Yeah. And everybody will go to bed that night and hopefully be exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you're guaranteeing the, the, the weather, too, as, as well. So yeah. Yeah. we got yeah. that on the uh, as well. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So let's, let's get to know you uh, a little bit. Um, my my first thought is uh, who on their grade one I want to be when I grow up put Baker. <laughs> Definitely, Definitely not, not me. No, for me, no one. I was Amish at grade one, so I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't your lifelong dream to be a baker? 
No. Uh, nope, not even at 15 when I worked my first bakery. I never thought I would. I grew up doing farmer's markets for a number of years and baking for that. So when we got out of that, I was kind of like, I'm like, okay, this is, this is fine. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) somehow it circled back. (laughs) So, so Uh, at 15, you were already had some, some baking. Yeah. At 15, I started my first job at just a local IGA bakery back in Ontario. Yeah. And so I worked there for three years. And the only reason I got that job is because I knew the cake maker and so then <laughs> somehow i got it and i worked there for my high school years so yeah and then okay so that's that, that's in ontario then you said yeah that was ontario okay yeah. we'll get yeah we'll get eventually to how you got the penalty because that's a little yeah. bit of a trip there yeah it is <laughs> um, where where's your where's your origin story then uh mine was manitoba okay so yeah. i grew up there born there raised there and moved out here when i was 18 and we've kind of bounced around alberta a bit since then so yeah so 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 you got an amish background yeah mennonite background background. (laughs) yeah of course right yeah um any place in winter in in, uh, manitoba that people would know uh winkler winkler Uh, i feel like i know that name there's a lot of people from here that know that area they're like oh yeah there's a lot of mennonites there we were actually (laughs) (laughs) yes there is yeah we were actually in a little hamlet not even a hamlet, I don't think it's called. But uh, anyways, it was Horndean. You blink, you miss it. Yeah. yeah. So, so so for for me, Winnipeg, uh, there's Brandon. So uh, this is south of Winnipeg. South of Winnipeg. Straight, south of Winnipeg. Straight, straight okay. south. Yeah. Yep. What, about an hour and a bit? Yeah, about an hour. Yeah. Straight south of Winnipeg. Yeah. All right. So then how does how does an Amish, Ontarian, and a Manitoban <laughs> get together? How do we meet? Yeah. Wow. Um so we, my parents left the Amish uh, when I was eight years old. And so all of us kids were too young to obviously make our own decision because I'm the third oldest. And so we left in uh, 98 that spring. And then, you know, we lived life and whatnot. And I went to Bible college in 2000 and I forget. I forget 2000, 2000 odd something. 2000 <laughs> odd something. But anyways, I, I went to a Bible college and a lot of people were heading off to camps for the summer and um, such. And during that year at the Bible college, I got an opportunity to go to um, a mission trip to New York City to work with inner city kids. And I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. New York City, don't get me wrong. An Amish guy in New York, I'm lost. I'm like, I hate the city. Like, the city is not my thing. But I love the the city. I love the ministry that they did there. And so, anyways, that really got me interested that spring. And so I started looking around and I found this camp called Brightwood Youth Ranch out in Alberta. And I was like, well, I'll apply, you know, go as a maintenance person and counselor, whatever. Like, I had never, ever been out in Alberta before, never knew anybody out here no family no friends nothing out here like i'm just going blind into this yeah and so i got the job i came out and one thing led to another and i ended up working there for i think almost eight years and then in 2012 she came along and she was there for her first time and we, I don't know, we didn't really hit it off at first, no. but yeah. um, <laughs> apparently what got her kind of hooked on me was, <laughs> so in 2012, I had been there for a few years already. I was living there full time at that time. And so yeah. I had a rule for myself, you know, once a week, I will allow myself to go out and buy supper. And so I was like, hey, I'm going out, like, we, we got into a really good conversation. I said, well, well he came to the kitchen after he had been, um, cause I was working in the kitchen at Brightwood. Um, he had come back from their other site and he was hungry and I'm like, well, I can make dinner for you if you want. And he's like, no, he's like, I'm going out for dinner. And I'm like, okay. And then we got into a conversation yeah. and I invited her. I said, well, you can come with if you want. Like it's just, just <laughs> in the town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that's kind of what got things going, but not really for me, more for her. Because my, yeah. my, my philosophy was there in the summertime being with the kids. The kids are my focus. If a relationship, friendships happen, great. But at the end of the day, those kids are my mm-hmm. focus for those two months that I'm there with them. Yeah. Because a lot of those kids don't have the opportunities that we do. Because a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of them come from single parent homes, foster care systems. And the uh, all the different stories you hear from them, you don't wish upon your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, at the end of the day, that was my focus was the kids. And those kids really changed my life 
quite a lot during those summers. Toughest summers ever. <laughs> but anyway, so after the summer, I was what October or so. October. Well, you weren't you weren't originally going to go back to Ontario to see your family, um, but then you did end up going because yeah, you were able to. Um, but my family always does big dinners for Thanksgiving or Christmas, and we just kind of invite whoever is around and stray without family. So <laughs> like stray dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so I just like invited yeah. yeah. I invited quite a few different people from camp who were staying in Alberta for Thanksgiving and didn't have anywhere to go. And so I invited him to come along and uh he ended up going back to Ontario. But one of the nights um after the Thanksgiving dinner I was just in my room yeah, on my I was laptop. Flying back from you were Ontario. flying back from Ontario, and you started all she of a sudden was, messaging she, she, she me was, at like she midnight. Was, she was online, of course. I'm sitting at like the Toronto airport. Like I'm bored. I'm waiting for my airplane <laughs> for two hours. So I ah, just started messaging, and then honestly, just one thing led to another. Next, yeah. you know, we're doing video chats, and what was it? Well, actually, we didn't we didn't talk again for probably three months because it was in December that we started talking again. Oh yeah, I guess December is when it really got. That's more serious. when that's when you all of a sudden messaged me again. <laughs> and we're like, he found out that I was moving up to Edmonton and I was going to be living about 10 minutes away from where he was living in Edmonton. And so we're like, hey, when I get up there, I'll just like hang out with you once in a while. And then, yeah, things kind of led yeah, yeah. to further than that. And now <laughs> yeah. So this, this is in 2015, so, is it? Uh, this is no. 20. 2013, 20, 2012, 2013. 2013, yeah. Like the beginning of 2013 is kind of when it all yeah. kind of really got serious. Yeah. So, and then, uh, and then, so when when did you guys get married? In the February 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, coming up on eight years now. Yeah. We we knew each other for eight months before we dated, and then we dated for seven, yeah. engaged for seven, and then married yeah. after that. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, so none of those, those long engagements, right? No. Just, yeah. Yeah, you well, know, it wasn't know. as short as her sister's, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dated two weeks before her wedding. Engaged, Engaged by, by Easter, Easter. Married by end of August. And we're like, okay, that's fast, but whatever yeah. works. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be the outcome, so, right? But yeah, um, yeah, we yeah. didn't want to keep it really long. Because at the, at the end of the day, our thing, we both had the philosophy of, if you're dating, you're dating to marry. You're not oh, just yeah. dating for the sake of it. Yeah. Yeah. So she's the first girl I've ever dated, kissed, anything. She can't say the same, but. <laughs> hey, I can on the kissing part. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, on the kissing yeah. part, maybe. But, but like. Yeah. Yes. It's funny because the amount of kids that look at you weird when you yeah. tell them that. They're like, oh, what? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Like, that's called respect. Like, respect the people who you yeah. who you want to be with. And yeah, yeah, even if you I don't know, know them such, yet, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's such a foreign thing these days. It's yeah. weird, yeah. but yeah. So, all right. So, so in 2015, uh, so by so 2014, you married. Yep. Um, now, how and that is now you're up in Edmonton. Yeah, in the just Edmonton an hour area. west uh, of Edmonton. We were just an yeah. hour west of Edmonton. All right. Point, so yeah. now, what gets you down into Penhold? Down the here. Well. So we were up there until 2016. 2016. And then the whole politics thing started happening there and the, we were just having issues. And so we're like, camp was done at the end of that season. We're like, it's probably a good time just to go. We and wanted to be able to still love the camp and the ministry that I did without hating yeah. what we <laughs> being, did. Being and bitter be, towards yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, so. Um, we decided, you know what? We did. Yeah, I think we had a hundred bucks in our pocket. Pretty much. And we moved, <laughs> we moved down to her parents' place in Didsbury. Okay. Yeah. Um, we lived in a small eight by ten bedroom for a few months. About five months. I got a job, <laughs> and as we got yeah. money saved up, we found our first rental, and then we tried really hard to save up because we knew we wanted to buy. Yeah. So we worked really, really hard to make sure we have the yeah. finances to do that, and. Um, yeah, and then we moved up to Red Deer. Temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah. Lived in the trailer park for a little while. Not yep. my ideal location, but um, we had a little bit of a weird neighbor, but we'll, we'll forgive her. Um, and then, yeah, and then we just, we had the right finances yeah. lined up. We had an area that we wanted to buy in between Penhold and Olds. And so we're just kind of looking in between there, yeah. trying to find a place in the right um, price range and yeah. Yeah. Um, a nice, decent sized property. And, and not in the city. 
but not <laughs> the city. Yeah. We, need, we needed a big enough yard that our dogs could run around and not. <laughs> I was even willing to move into Bowden, but yeah. as Bowden. <laughs> um, and so then she saw this house up for sale over on Dundee Crescent, and we're like, well, we can at least go take a look. Like, yeah. it's a decent sized house. Yeah. It's pretty, well, they still, it was decent. It yeah. was pretty decent priced. And then once we went and looked at it, we're like, yeah, we can make this livable. Like, it's old. It's outdated. Mm-hmm. Cosmetically, it needs some problems. <laughs> it, it just has some problems yeah. cosmetically. But then we had it inspected, and um, structurally it was solid and everything. And then we're like, you know what? This is a good deal. We, yeah. So I think we lowered them like 15000 on the price <laughs> because cosmetically they didn't take care of it. Yeah. And they were desperate to sell at that point. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it just... I don't know. It just kind of happened. Yeah. We didn't really plan it, but it just happened. <laughs> Funny and how that goes. It, it is. Yeah. And like, I'm actually, I'm really happy with where we're at. We have amazing neighbors. Like we get mm-hmm. along really well with everybody there. Like even last Saturday, we went on a bike ride with our dog and then we came back and we were just, you know, we were in the backyard putting our bikes away. And our yeah. next door neighbor, she was like, oh, yes, Nally, come over. Bring your dog over. Yeah. And <laughs> the neighbor on the other side of her, they were there as well. So we just kind sat there and chatted and party. had a little yeah. fun evening Impromptu talking. Impromptu block exactly. party here. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's, I'm yeah. like, man, I love that because yeah. it's something yeah. that a lot of places don't get. Yeah. And so to have neighbors, you just mm-hmm. – and like – we had the fence replaced between us and our next door neighbor, Nicola. And so, and then we put um, a friendly neighborhood gate in between it. <laughs> yeah. So we can just go back and forth or we can open up and let our dogs play together. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, it's awesome. It was really yeah. nice, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy where we are now. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. So I put a, uh, uh, put a post online on the, on the Facebook page, see if there's any questions. And one question I got or that that was asked was uh, what is your favorite part of being in Penhold? So is is that would that I think would it's be the right family there? orientation, yeah. like just how much there's different family activities and yeah, like yeah, it's just people are friendly. It's yeah, a great neighborhood to just kind of get to know. We find every and- every town we've every area in town we've been in. There's always going to be some problem like, areas. Yeah. Like there's always going to be some issues, but at the end of the day, we really mm-hmm. like where we are because it's yeah. a very well established neighborhood that mm-hmm. we are in. Like yeah. we have quite a few neighbors that have lived there for 30 to 40 years. And so I'm like, you can't just, you can't get that on in a brand new neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a really good place. And there's literally in our neighborhood within five houses from this, Beside us to in front of us, there's kids as young as, I don't know what, three weeks now, and elderly as old as 93. (laughs) But we can all say hi to each other. And like, as we're out walking or whatever, or there's days we're all standing outside on the street just yapping away, and we're like, oh, car, better get off the road. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yeah, it's awesome like that. Yeah. I I completely, completely agree with it, with all that. It's, Pennell has a certain, uh, family vibe to it exactly mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and you don't find that in big cities like no. there yeah. you don't even find is, that in every town no, or a small don't. town like the town of penhold has put effort into maintaining that exactly yeah. the exactly. town councillors they know that that's what draws people here and keeps yeah. people here and so well and yeah. how many of those town councillors are kids <laughs> or, or have ha- sorry have have kids and they're like they are family so they want yeah. stuff yeah. for their kids to do like you look at our mayor he has kids so like i've seen him out walking around with his kids and yep. while one's having a tantrum it happens <laughs> so like you're a parent it like yeah. i'm not going to judge you for having a, tan- a kid with a tantrum because it happens to everybody it doesn't matter how well you raise your kids yeah and it's like yeah all right so you you've made it down in the penhold now it's uh it's uh, i don't know for for me, starting a business is like it's just a terrifying thought. Oh, it is. There, there's just it so was. many. Yeah. <laughs> it still is. I thought that so many times. The thought of running a business where you have to hire employees and you have to deal with customers coming in and out—it's well, a terrifying thing. And I've come to realize that it's not even just the starting the business; it's the hidden costs behind it that <laughs> yes. nobody wants to tell you about. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And it's like, there's a lot of hidden costs that the government takes and you have to pay this, you have to do this and this. And it's like, and there's no instruction manual as to what you need to do, how you need to do it or what steps you need to do it in. Yeah. Yeah. You find out when you talk to your accountant and realize you missed a whole bunch of stuff. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right, yeah. so so where where did that idea start? Because I think you were the instigator behind it, the bakery idea. Is yes. that correct? Well, some of it, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, he got laid off of work in, when was it? 20, I can't remember. A few years ago. Yeah. And uh, anyways, we started doing markets as a supplemental income at that point, just to kind of help get by. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up going back to work, and I think we were doing four markets at the time. So I ended up hiring my sister on and she kind of helped me part-time that summer. Um, And then he'd help me when he could. And that ended up going really well. The first grocery trip that I went for and uh, getting all the extra equipment that I needed and stuff like baking pans and whatever. Um, He saw the receipt of it and went, (laughs) $600? How are we going to pay for this? And uh, he's like, you better make the money back. And so I'm like, don't worry, honey. I'm like, we got this. We got this. (laughs) And so uh, after the first markets and that first week of markets, he's like, okay, I think this is doable. (laughs) And so uh, markets kind of took off. Um, And then the following year when COVID hit, we were both laid off of our jobs again. And so we ended up doing six markets, I think, that year. Something like that. So, and, so there were uh, still markets going so on. So there were still oh, markets. The markets yeah, were the still markets going. never they ended. They were all outdoor. Yeah, that must have been once we were at. quite a so, quite a kind of a godsend for that. It, it really was. Like, well, right? yeah, it was very skeptical at, at the beginning whether they were actually going to go because yeah. a lot of them were yeah. unsure. Right? Well, with yeah. the regulations and stuff yeah, in place, exactly. they, they were like, okay, is this allowable? Is this not allowable? But they ended up considering it um, essential services because oh. a lot of the markets have food. Yeah. Um, right. They weren't allowing uh, necessarily bath bombs and that kind of stuff. Um, but, but it's they, essentially an yeah. outdoor grocery exactly. option. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So that's the way they kind of labeled it. So we were able to go ahead with markets and uh, we ended up um, doing, yeah, about six markets that year. I ended up hiring two of my sisters to come and help us. <laughs> Sounds busy. And so it was, we uh, took over our entire over. house. Yeah. We had oh, two man. bedrooms that were converted. One was turned into a pantry and a fridge and freezer storage. The other one was turned into freezer storage along with um, commercial ovens. So we <laughs> Wow. <laughs> How do you so, think we got a commercial oven up seven steps? It, it took Sound a lot of six, six people. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so anyways, we had that. It took over our entire house that summer. Plus, we ended up renting a church kitchen one day a week. Wow. And using that. Um, so that ended up, yeah. That was a being, really good summer for us. Like, we did really amazingly well. well. So, what, so was this 18 or, I guess, 19? Uh, this is 2019. No, last no. 20. 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. During so, COVID. So 2020 yeah. was when we did that. Um, and then last, or not last summer, um, the end of 2020 uh, for market season, we started getting closer to the end of the season and we're like, okay, what are we going to do for That's income right. after there was, this? There was no guarantee of having our jobs back no, anytime soon. There was. There was, it was all. Yeah. Because 2020, yeah. you're right in the middle of it. Yeah. COVID so, was yeah. Yeah. coming and going fluctuating exactly. like crazy. Yeah. So we ended up uh, just kind of thinking about it and we're like, okay, what about starting like an actual like little storefront for our products and stuff? Because at this point we had talked about doing a business of our own yeah, for a, for a few years anyways. So we just didn't quite know what <laughs> kind of business. And then we're like, well, we're both good at baking. We enjoy it, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, where did the baking initiate? Like, yeah. the idea is good. So... As I said, like I did markets for a number of years growing up. We did them for probably 15 oh, yes. years. Okay. Um, and she's managed and kitchens so before. I've so. managed, uh, yeah, I worked at uh, a nursing home kitchen for a number of years. And then after that, I went and worked at the um, camp up north, um, which is where we met. And so I managed that one for, I think, three years. Um, and yeah, I've worked in a few other kitchens in the meantime. Okay, so yeah, so, so it's, it's been, my, my had, background has been in cooking yeah. and baking. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then we ended up going just, yeah, deciding that, okay, maybe we'll start opening a storefront. And then we just kind of started looking around and asking questions and I kind of went from there. Yeah. So you, I'm curious. So you say you're doing six markets uh, a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, how many, how many 
baked goods are we talking about? Like mostly is this cookies at this, at this point? This is cookies. Oh, breads, cookies. This is breads. Almost, cookies. Almost everything we have out there. Yeah. Oh, really? There's a few things that we didn't make. We yeah. didn't, yeah. But we did we did the cookies, we did the breads, we did the, the pizza twists. The um, squares, cinnamon squares, buns. squares, cinnamon buns. Um, we didn't do as many breads. We did a few less, but yeah. So um, how many things are we thinking about like each week? It seems like a lot to be coming uh, out of that house. I don't even know how much, <laughs> but I would have my van full every day I left. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a minivan. So, so it was packed uh, full. It was packed full. Oh. And then, um, that year, that year was decent for us compared mm-hmm. to the year before. And then, um, we outgrew the minivan at some point last summer. No, last summer. Oh, last had, summer, yeah. Last yeah. spring, we outgrew the minivan very quickly. We knew because we did seven markets last year. Plus um, the storefront. Plus the storefront. <laughs> and so, just sounds um, insane. So, we were waiting on a trailer. So, the white trailer that has our sign on it over there right yep. now, we had it, but it was loaded with freezers. <laughs> so I couldn't use it for markets because I was waiting. I have another trailer in the back there. I was waiting for that black trailer to show up, which it's bigger. And But the guy who owned it, he was waiting for his brand new one. So it was like once he got his brand new one, then I could have his <laughs> old one. Hand, but yeah. it was a godsend how I got that one. Like it was our, a friend of ours, his son was getting rid of it, was selling it for the price that a dealership was willing to give it to him. And so he was willing to sell that to us. And so yeah. I was like, that's awesome because it just worked out well. But anyway, so during that time, we're like, well, we need to get stuff to the market somehow. So I don't have a trailer. My minivan's way too small. <laughs> and so we ended up finding out that the church we were going to, they were selling their 15 passenger. <laughs> so they gave us a pretty good deal on it. The tires cost me more than I paid for the van because <laughs> it's a one ton. So I have to have big, heavy tires on it. Yeah. And so... We filled up that 15 passenger, and by the time that trailer came, it couldn't come any sooner. We were outgrew that 15 passenger. Oh like my I couldn't even fit more stuff in there. Because yeah. I was I was loading up for two markets a day. Because yeah. I would leave here at like six or seven in the morning. I would say go to Lacombe in the morning to be there for seven, seven thirty. And then right after that, there's no time to run back here and refill. I have to head to Sylvan to start be set up yeah. for three thirty. Yeah. And so you have to take everything at once. And oh, then, yeah, after that, we, once, once the trailer showed up, we got rid of the, well, we didn't get rid of the 15 passenger. We parked it at our place and we started using the trailer because it was so much easier to crawl in and out yeah. with the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, no more like, oh no, there's something <laughs> way up there. You're trying to yeah. pull something yeah. out. And I'm by myself at markets. So I have to make it efficient for me to set up, take down, yeah. I have to All know where right. everything is. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was a lot of markets, a lot of So it sounds like you basically had a mobile store going we already. Did. We did, yeah. yeah. I would, uh, there was, yeah, there was yeah. days I would have, especially on long, like when it was long weekends and we knew it would be busy, I would have just a path down the middle of the trailer, just enough, and I'd have bread mm-hmm. racks on both sides. And actually some days I, when you have a path, because after I fill it up, I have you the coolers. Throw all the other stuff in there. Well, the yeah. coolers I put all my squares into, so I have it on the ground, and so yeah. it's like the whole trailer is just packed full. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So yeah, right. so uh, when you bought this place, I think you posted it in October of 2020. We actually just, yeah. we're actually just renting. We oh we, sorry, we, renting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. yeah, when we got the lease, yeah. And so it was. Um, I, I, yeah, and my, my thought was like, that just seems like a really weird time to start up a business. <laughs> and is. yet, yeah. with this backstory, it sounds like it was almost just almost a necessity. Like, you already yeah. had a, yeah. a functioning store going yeah. forward. Yeah. And this is just, we're just going to anchor here now. Yeah. 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 And we just, it was, it was honestly just, we're like, it was just an, a little idea. We're like, you know what? The building just went vacant. Let's just, let's just see what the rent is going for. Let's just yeah. have an idea. And then we're like, okay. Well, we finally figured out who was renting it and we got a hold of them. And then we came and looked at it and we're like, we can make something of this. Like, this space <laughs> seems like we could like renovate it and make it our own. And we're like, so. it's a post office. So there's some character to it and yeah, we can do whatever history. with it. And so, yeah. yeah, we, I don't know. It honestly just seemed like one thing led to another. Next thing <laughs> yeah. you know, we're like, well, it's opening oh, day. Okay. <laughs> we are. So what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you get the keys like, oh, okay, now I, now I own the store. <laughs> well, yeah. and once once you sign that lease and you're like, 
oh, I got to pay that every month. I got to make money now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're, yeah. you're really ambitious to make something work. So, yeah. yeah. But you already had something pretty significant going. So this yeah, just kind of pulls yeah. it out of your house, yeah. moves it, was, it yeah. here, it and was allows just, you to bring customers to exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just that, that two months from the time that markets ended to when we opened the store, there was yeah. no income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had to really be strategic in how we spent our money and yeah. figure out, like, luckily we didn't have to pay for the boards there. A lot of stuff we just did ourselves. Yeah. But, like, electrical I had to hire out. Plumbing I had to hire out. Um, there was inspections I had to pay for and permits and whatnot. But yeah. at the end of the day, I was here most days for 12, 14, 16, 18 hours. The, o- the odd time in between, yeah. I was nannying just to yeah, kind of fill, fill some gaps in between sure, for yeah. finances. So it was definitely so. no spending extra money. It was no. very strategic. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what I mean about starting business. It, just, it, it's, it feels like such an all-in it is, thing. yeah. Yep. Unless you are seem to be born into money and you don't have to worry <laughs> yeah, about right, it. Right, it's right, like, but for the average person, you're really it's an all in commitment. Yep. You it are is. determined. You have yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we have a lot of people tell us like, "Man, you guys work so hard." But at the end of the day, if I don't work hard, I, it's like nothing's going to come to me for free. So I have to work <laughs> hard in order to make sure I have mm-hmm. a living for us and we can afford our house. And I'm glad we got a cheaper house because that really <laughs> yeah, saved us from when yeah. we do have like different uh, struggles come up and such. Well, so. you don't have a commercial <laughs> commercial kitchen in your house back. Like there was literally yeah. the last summer we were at our house. We literally took over our whole entire living room on market the nights before the markets. whole main floor of our house, except for our bedroom was pretty much taken, was taken over by markets. Yeah. <laughs> like literally you walk into our living room I remember the, the one time a friend of ours from Edmonton, they were driving through and they're like, hey, can we stop by? I'm like, <laughs> sure, we're getting ready for markets and it's chaos and we've, we're yeah. exhausted, but whatever, come on over. And so like they come into the house and like there's tables in the living room, like all spread out full of stuff because, you the know, you have to make stuff ahead of time. And, yeah, yeah. We products were getting products. labeled and yeah. we looked like garbage because <laughs> it was plus 35 in the house and fans were running and we're sweating and yeah. we're like, oh, come on, let's go out to the backyard. Yeah. Just slide the chocolate chip and the rye bread over. <laughs> <to> the <laughs> exactly. yeah. And it was just like, you know, yeah. I felt like I was, a, well, we were a mess, but yeah. it was just, I don't know. It just felt real at that moment. Like, yeah. This is the reality some days yeah. is you do put long hours. You yeah. look like a mess. You <laughs> you work hard, but you hope one day that hard work will pay off, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um so so starting up starting up business. So with, is uh, before I want to get into the baking in a second. Yeah, absolutely. Um but any any advice for people starting up a business? Like there, anything that anything that like you talk about hidden costs, so that's obviously something mm-hmm. to be patient to. But or was there any good or bad surprises getting going? I would say my biggest advice would be don't be scared to ask questions because <laughs> I found if I didn't ask questions, I would not find an answer to it. Well, and even if he did ask questions, he would normally if somebody didn't know the answer, they'd at least be able to direct him to the correct answer yeah. or yeah. to someone who so, might have the correct answer. There was a lot of days where it was just. So, playing phone tag mm-hmm. and just trying to figure out what do I need mm-hmm. to do next? And yeah. like, it's just even finding a bookkeeper, like that was right. just amazing that we found who we have, but it was just, you know, I called this guy and he's like, Oh, well, I can, uh, here, call, call this guy. And he's like, okay. So I call him and then he's like, <laughs> well, I actually sold my business. So you should call this person and she's down in the high river. And I was like, okay. So I call her and then she's like, oh yeah, I'll take you on as a client. Cause she still has a bunch up here. So wow. yeah, it's just like yeah. different yeah. phone calls. Yeah. That's honestly, yeah. I find the biggest thing is don't be scared to make those phone calls and don't be scared to put in the hard work yeah. because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yeah, you can get into a bunch of debt, but if you're not willing to put in your hard work, you're probably not gonna it's probably not gonna pay off either. And yeah. people yeah. see it when you put in your hard work too. They see it in your product. You're very I don't know some people like to say that we're nitpicky with our product, <laughs> but we're 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 just we're very passionate to make sure that we have good product out yeah. and we don't wanna put bad product out because it yeah. it'll take us yeah. twenty years to build up a good a reputation for a business and yeah. it only take 20 minutes to ruin it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's so, like, you know, I don't want to have bad products. We don't want to have bad product or bad customer service. We, you know, 
we we try to have quality in in all of those areas. So. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, starting up a business, honestly, asking questions, and if you find somebody that's willing to answer those for you, or at least help you get through the steps, man, that would, <laughs> I wish I had somebody at that point because I was going into it completely blind. Right. Yeah. I had no idea what I needed to do. So it was a lot of nights of research on the government websites, trying to figure out what permits, who to contact, and. Luckily, we were able to contact the town here, and they gave us some guidelines as to who to talk that's, to. And that's that's the thing. So, like yeah. you, you, you guys are experts in what you do, but when you start a business, there's just so many different other yeah, yeah. And, avenues and and areas of expertise that you need to find other people to fill in there. Exactly. Yeah. And when you don't have that background or anybody with you with that background, it's hard to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other the other curious thing that I'm wondering about is um, working with your spouse. For, 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 for 12, 18 hours a day. How, 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 we, how does that go? We do get asked that quite quite a lot. I, I imagine because that's, um, that's not, that's probably not how most. A, a lot of people say that arranged. they would, you know, have, have long either divorced or killed their spouse or one of them would be dead by now. But yeah. uh, we sometimes ask ourselves how that still works. But uh. there's, def- there's definitely bad days. There's lots. Oh, sure. Yeah. And. It's just, I guess we hide it better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you your, your background, like, it sounds like even like at camp, you were working together already, even from, from we were early, in, early in, stages in of your relationship. Departments, right? But yeah, yeah, we're working the same business. But yeah. I don't but know. I think, I think our biggest thing is we find, we know what each one of us are good at. Yeah. So she has her thing that she's good at. I have my thing I'm good at and trying to not overstep those boundaries too much. <laughs> yeah. They definitely get overstepped and yeah, things happen, but, but, yeah, yeah. but there's gotta be a certain division of labor, eh? Yeah. That they kind yeah. of agreed on. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, most of the, most of the time it goes fairly well. There's definitely days when things are busy or stressful that, uh, and different situations come up that we're kind of like on edge, but yeah. most of the time we just, uh, make sarcastic comments towards each other or something, say something <laughs> stupid we, just we, for the heck we, of it. Or Sarcasm. Do, or we do something stupid. We love like the T-Rex. So like yeah. if, so I get, I get hangry if, if, <laughs> if, if, if I don't eat, if I don't have breakfast by like, like if I'm here by 5.30 or so in the morning and I'll have breakfast by 8 o'clock, I start getting hangry. <laughs> so sometimes what we'll do is we'll just go, <laughs> and just like, make like a weird noise. Like we look, like, yeah. the yeah. T-Rex is coming out, feed them now! Uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, making fun of stuff like that. And it's even yeah. funny that you asked that because a couple weeks ago, we were like getting swamped at lunchtime. It was just crazy. And so... And we didn't have that good of a morning, so we were a little ticked at each other. <laughs> but we were still getting things done, and it's like, you know, I'm halfway there, and she's like, oh, she's got a second. She's grabbing it from me, and we're just back, which is, I don't know, it just all Find worked out. Yeah. And then one of the yeah. customers, a regular customer, she's like, you two look, like, you two are working together like a very well-greased machine. And I was like, I thought we were just <laughs> clashing, like, but I guess in her point of view yeah. we were working together really well because we were so, getting things done yeah. yeah and when there's only two of us in the kitchen it's like we know what each one can do so yeah yeah kind of like okay he's got that department stay out of the way yeah so so yeah it's yeah i don't know i don't know how to <laughs> <laughs> some days it's surprising nobody's dropped yet but <laughs> but yeah. yeah there's always going to be the hard days but there are a lot of good days too so yeah are. no it- yeah uh, all right. So on the baking end of things, um, what does it take? Because you guys open up at six in the morning. That's what yeah. Tuesday through Saturday is that correct? Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, oh, and Friday, Friday, and then Saturday, and then Saturday at eight. eight. Pen Penhall doesn't open. Doesn't wake up until ten on <laughs> Saturday morning. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, but when the store opens at, at six a.m., you guys have fresh bread out. Is that correct? Is we that try. your goal? Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. what does that take? Uh, what, does, what does that look like to get right a loaf now, of bread ready for that, six? That looks like we have a night baker who comes in and helps us out. So she comes in at 11 or 12 at night okay. and starts some of our breads and our cinnamon buns and stuff like that and gets that going. Um, and so she does a lot of that side of things now. So um, kind of like getting the yeah. dough prepped yeah. and yeah. I used to come in and do that and then I'd stay all day. But I would start my shift at about 1 in the morning. 
And she's a fast machine, though. So I would come in at one in the morning and have a lot of that stuff out and ready by 6 a.m. or 7 a.m., depending on the day. (laughs) And then I would stay until we closed in the evening. And so I would do that shift every day. It was it was long shifts. It was it was painful. And yeah, that's kind of that's where we've had a lot of hiccups is trying to figure out what works for baking and what yeah. works to get our products out on time. Yeah. yeah. And so we realized we need a night baker. Yeah. <laughs> we can do the days together. Yeah. But having that night baker, you know, Nikki is really good because she yeah. comes in 11. She's always working hard and she will have the stuff ready for yeah. 6 a.m. Yeah. And okay, yeah. she, she sometimes kicks herself for not having ready at six. We're like, it's okay. Nobody's coming for bread at 6 a.m. No, no, I've been in There's, here around 6 a.m. Yeah. It's typically a yeah. couple people coming in for their breakfast sandwich. Yeah, they want yeah. their breakfast sandwiches or their coffees, right? I'm not usually yeah. grabbing a loaf of bread yeah. on my way to work. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And so, you know, yeah. um, even if it's not out on the shelf, usually it's at least in the back. Cooling. Yeah. Cooling. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So it's, it's nice to have it ready because yeah. if when those buns are fresh, you come in on Monday morning or Tuesday, <laughs> sorry, Tuesday morning now, yeah. and you get a breakfast sandwich at 6 a.m., that bun probably just came out of the oven about a half hour ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's soft and squishy, like yeah. Yeah. delicious. But yeah. <laughs> So yeah. that's kind of where our, our night slash day starts. Um, and then uh, depending on whether it's donut day or not, uh, I normally come in at about quarter to five, five o'clock in the morning and start getting donuts and everything going so that they're ready by 6 a.m. <laughs> Those and you have to uh, be ready, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, yeah. We, yesterday we had a dozen and a half go out like 6.15 a.m. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Those so, morning donuts. Yeah. 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 You get the morning so, workers that are oh, just course, on the okay. way and they want to treat everybody else. So then they yeah. go and <laughs> buy yeah. donuts. Yep. So, so yeah, that's kind of where that goes. And then uh, he normally comes in anywhere from 5.30 to 6 o'clock in the morning or just before well, 6. Well, I always come before 6. Just before but... 6. So, yeah. And then him and I both stay until the end of the day and, some and everything days, is some done. Some days we're here till 6. Some days we're here till just after close. Most days lately it's been like an hour or so past close. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Makes so. for long days, but. Yeah. That's where that's where we closed on Mondays because we're like yeah. we need that one day a week oh, just to catch right? up. Yeah, and you know a lot of people so. like not that a lot a lot of people, but we've had some people like, oh, you're closed on Mondays. It must be nice to have it off. And it's like uh-uh. it's, it's not a Mondays, day off. We're still up at six or seven a.m. because our puppy won't let us sleep in, and <laughs> we're on the go. Like this last week, we well, you were here by six. I was for an here order, by six because I had to get a post office, yeah. and then. We went until five, six o'clock yeah. in the evening. Oh. So yeah. it's really just a catch-up day. It is it's a catch-up day. It's not a day off. It's exactly. a day off of the customers, but a catch-up yeah. yeah. to you. Well, exactly. and we always and now that gives us a day to go grocery run, do yeah. a grocery run. And there's places that we have to go to there in the day that they close at three three thirty in the afternoon. So I can't get to them in the evening. So what do I yeah. do? Yeah, pay for a delivery fee when I'm up there anyways <laughs> once a week. So at yeah. least this way, the places that close early, I can. They're, everything is really close together, so then I can just get it all in one day. I yeah. don't have to yeah. run around. And now with fuel prices, you have to be efficient with your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Uh, so another question from the from the social media post is, uh, what's your favorite menu item to make? How uh, you know, adapt it as well to which one do you like to eat as well, maybe. <laughs> Cinnamon buns and yeastos are my favorite thing to make and play with Just because <laughs> there's so much you can do with them and cinnamon buns especially because everyone loves cinnamon buns yeah, <laughs> yeah. everybody loves your cinnamon buns yeah I was gonna so, say, it's probably one of the fastest sellers it was, here, I'm it was I when I worked at the nursing home I used to make um I used to work Saturdays and Saturday mornings was always cinnamon bun day you always just make buns and cinnamon buns and that's that's just a staple And so when I started working at the camp and left the nursing home and worked at the camp in the kitchen, I would get up at ridiculous hours of the morning, um, four or five in the morning, just so that I could make cinnamon buns for the staff, just because it was a Saturday morning tradition. (laughs) And so, yeah, I would make cinnamon buns for all the staff there, and they grew to really, really like them. And you know how many staff there said, Allie, one day you're going to be selling your cinnamon buns. 
And no, now she no. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some so, of them drive from Edmonton, so I should grab cinnamon buns from her. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, yeah. So, yeah. My favorite thing right now, the thing I like making is our sourdough because it allows me to experiment. <laughs> yeah. And I can do different flavors in it and such. Um, and I love sourdough. It's not like the old traditional sourdough. We don't have room for that, but the stuff that we have is... I don't know. It's easier to play with. I yeah. really enjoy it. But I also love making coffees. It's just fun <laughs> to make a good coffee. And I love to try and perfect yeah. it to where it gives you a really good taste without a burnt taste and such. And surprising people when they taste it. And they're like, whoa, this is a really good coffee. And one time we had a friend. We I called her a yeah. coffee snob because she likes her really <laughs> fancy coffees. Maybe yeah. I'm a coffee snob now too. But <laughs> anyways, she, she's always liked her really fancy coffees. And so yeah. then her and another friend, they stopped by here at the end of one day and they came to visit us. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you want a coffee? She's like, yeah, sure. Make me whatever yeah. you feel like. I was like, okay. So I make her coffee and the first sip, she's like, oh, what did you do to this? How do you make this? I'm like, I ain't telling you that. That's my secret. <laughs> I'm like, I know my ratios and I know how to keep it good. So, nice. yeah. but yeah, coffee and sourdough is my thing to make right now. So I really love doing both just yeah. to nice. make them really good. And so, yeah. so yeah, I relate to that. Uh, someone was asking you how, or they wanted to know how you make the, your ham and cheese rolls. The ham and cheese okay. rolls. No, you don't. Obviously, you don't need to spill all your secrets. But no. But in a more general way as well, like what's what's key for a good bread? Like I'm sure you, you've got so much practice behind you. There's, there's got to be a trick or, or getting a the. Hint. Con- I was gonna say getting the consistency of the dough um, is is key. Um, a really stiff dough is going to yield something that's more chewy and dense, dense yeah. uh, versus. Uh, and you don't want it overly sticky because then you can't work with it. Oh yeah. So there is that perfect kind of spot to get it where it's where you can kind of like push it down, but it's not going to stick to your fingers, but it's not also going to be super stiff. So it'll kind of spring back almost a little bit at you. So I'm guessing that's so, that's a little bit of a feel thing that you just it, don't it is, more time, it is. Right? Yeah, I have absolutely. two sisters who have helped me in the kitchen, <laughs> and I have one that really understands. The, yeah. the the feel of it. She'll 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 walk in, touch, and she's like, "Nope, that's not ready." Yeah, and I'm like, oh, and she just what? and she just walks past yeah. as as she's walking past. She'll touch it, and she's like, "Yep, keep mixing it or throw more flour in it." Yeah, and then I have another sister who is um, like, just "Get it out, get it done already." She's like, "It just needs to be done, so it it'll be fine. Just that's put it right, on the yeah. counter, right?" And uh, so she's not as much into the whole feeling thing of yeah. the dough. And so you can really tell the difference between, yeah. between the products and stuff. I would say patience is the big thing with the bread doughs. I was going to say. It takes, everything takes time. And yeah. if you're trying to rush it, you're probably going to mess it up. And yeah. you're going to have a dense dough. Well, mm-hmm. cinnamon buns from start to finish take about four hours to get done. That's with a proofer. Yeah. So without oh, yeah, okay, that, yeah. it would take... Probably even longer just to make the soft, fluffy ones that we do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so my sister and I both have been known for our incredible patience in life. (laughs) Why are you looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. No. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. yeah, So it's it's not it's not something that you know it's it's. It's, yeah. it's the art form of making bread that's yeah. that really that comes with yeah. the, the practice of the yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one last question, though, is that I know we've been talking about the, the bread and the baking part of things, yeah. but this is a caf- cafe as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you, especially, it seems like over the last, what, few months, you've really expanded to yeah. different avenues of, of food and drink. Yeah. Um, so one of the questions that was posed was how do you how do you uh, decide what what menus or what to or how to expand your menu like how do you know what item to throw on there? Well, we what, all, is there a discussion that goes on there? I, there, the there, there is always discussions, and usually what happens is we'll trial something a month or two before we plan to actually like put it on the menu. Our biggest thing is, is we want to perfect what we have first before we mm-hmm. add another product. Yeah. yeah. Because if you have 100 products, they're only mediocre. People aren't going to be happy with that. Yeah. But if you have 50 products and they're all really well taken care of, 
and they know how to perfect them, people are going to be really happy. I feel like yeah. Gordon Ramsay would be really happy with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, like, just the old kitchen nightmares. Like, he's opening menus that just have, like, hundreds and hundreds of items on there. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Just cut it down. Go to with your yeah, best yeah, hand. You know immediately exactly. if the menu's too big, the quality's not going to be exactly. Exactly. It's not going to be the and, best meal you've had. And that's, and yeah. that's exactly what we stand behind. Is we want to perfect what we have. And that's why we try not to add, like, Five things at a time it's like okay here's a new sandwich we're mm. gonna try this sandwich for a while and yeah. we will trial stuff and we also trial it with our neighbors we like sure. we'll, we'll our, do a our batch neighbors of love us yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll make a batch of something and we're like hey what do you guys think of this and like even like the sourdough we just started mm-hmm. we know we had talked about it for a while and then i tried it one week and then gave it to some people and sampled it here and then everybody was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, okay, we'll keep yeah. going with what we're doing. And then we just perfected the timing on it and everything and just to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we just try not to add too many things at a time. But yeah. when we do add a new product, we've actually probably had it in the back of our mind for a few months or longer. Yeah. And yeah. we're just trying to figure out the right time to add it without mm-hmm. making ourselves go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because we have to time mm-hmm. everything and how we make it. Right. When are we going to have time to make? Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, like, to maintain what you've already got, exactly. and add another product. Exactly. That's just more work. Exactly, yeah. and so that's that's our big thing. Is like we have ideas right now that we want to throw onto the menu or onto our shelves out there, but at the end of the day, we're like we haven't perfected the timing <laughs> of make that yet. Yeah. So that's our big thing. I think. Well, and I think with just having the two of us during the day, like it just it doesn't allow us the time to play with more options and stuff like that right now so until we can get busy enough to have another staff member on board so that one of us can take the time to play (laughs) yeah which is normally me (laughs) 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 um yeah it just it it doesn't uh get done then and something that i've had come up in conversation in the last few weeks is talking to different owners or previous owners and they say a lot of them come up with the point that if you have too many products, then you burn yourself out because you're just trying mm-hmm. to maintain what you have yep. rather than yep. perfect what you have. And so yep. a lot of them always it has always said that stay with a smaller menu. People will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Be really good at that. And then we'll just stick with that. So yeah. Yeah, no, I, we're yeah. not in a rush to make a big menu yeah. or become a full restaurant. No, yeah. and I, I, I would think that uh, your customers are quite happy with with the the yeah, lineup yeah. And, and the quality of the lineup that you have yeah, going yeah. right now. And so. like our big thing right now is not even adding things to our menu right now as much as trying to make our kitchen more um, efficient. Efficient, <laughs> because there was no kitchen in here. Like we had to install the kitchen, we had yeah. to install wiring, plumbing, and everything. So now we're just trying to figure out how do we perfect the layout of the kitchen so that yeah. we can actually be well and so we're not we crossing do. paths and like making catastrophes because <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. So, yeah. it does happen where there's sometimes very small spaces and narrow spaces and you're having to cross paths continuously and we're like okay how is this how can we lay this out more efficient so this isn't happening yeah and then and that so, will hopefully allow us more time to add yeah. new products and such. yeah well, uh, yeah, no, this is uh, this has been a great conversation, uh, and like I said, uh, I do want to end with uh, going back to the barbecue. Yeah. Um, again, this is uh, running July first, and not June first, like I mentioned last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, July first, so eleven to three, right here. Uh, so this is on Windsor Ave, and, and uh, Lucina. Asia, Lucina. Uh, the old post office, and most people yeah. know what that means in Penhold now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, and so yeah, it's eleven three. Uh, I see, I see uh, bouncy castles. You said you got petting zoo going on. Let's see what else we got on here. Bouncy castles, uh, door prizes. You mentioned earlier, uh, and then the other thing that we didn't really touch on too much at the beginning was that this is also to help raise funding or money for Bosco, which is an uh, uh, animal assisted therapy um, yes. charity or organization. Yeah. So what what uh, got you guys? Connected with that with that organization. Um, well, it, they were customers. Okay. We had yeah, yeah the yeah. customers with service dogs and who train service dogs. So they kind of came in continuously and then uh, just said how much they really enjoyed and appreciated being able to come in with service dogs. 
Um, and then from there, it just kind of went that they needed a spot to start training their dogs every once in a while when they'd have group things. Um, because as service dogs, they need to know how to behave in restaurant environments yep. and any other type of environment. So they needed a small place that, that was willing to let them come in for that, um, as well as just having a small space with only a couple distractions versus a ton <laughs> of distractions. <laughs> yeah. um, so they kind of asked us if we would be interested in that. Um, so that's their service dog side of it. But through getting to know them through their service dog side of it, we kind of learned more about their therapy dog side of it and kind of what they do with that as well. So yeah. Yeah, and we knew that we we wanted to do something this summer just mm -hmm. because we knew we're like we're gonna drop the market, so let's do something for the town here. And mm -hmm. we were looking for an organization. We had a few in mind, but they kept coming back to us, and we kept talking to them. And we're like, you know what? <laughs> you mm -hmm. guys are a young organization, young non non for profit organization, so they need help. And so like, mm -hmm. let's at least go for somebody that's smaller and not as well established. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. found out that, well, because they're not well established, they've had some headaches getting things ready for like the 50, 50 draw and such, because the government wants to look at oh. your <laughs> status <laughs> as a non-for-profit yeah. organization. And but. so, um, yeah, we just, mm -hmm. I don't know, we connected really well with them and we just wanted to do something for them. Yeah. yeah. And so we neat. love what they do. And we, we think, um, yeah, therapy dogs, well, therapeutic animals altogether mm -hmm. are a good thing. And it comes back to um, mental health is kind of a big thing in my family, especially for us. Because in 2018, I lost my youngest brother to suicide. Mm -hmm. And that's not ideal. Like, on the 18th year of June is exactly mm -hmm. the, the, how many years is that? Four years now? Five Four years. years. Four years? I forget what year it is. But. <laughs> um, but so we lost him to suicide and we're like, you know what? Even having those therapy dogs around can really comfort somebody. Sure. And even though that child or adult, whoever, they might not talk to somebody else, but just being with a dog, they'll relax mm -hmm. or yeah. being with anything like that. And yeah. um, they don't want to talk. They just want to be. And yeah. so we know what kind of or how much animals can do for mm -hmm. people like i used to also uh, help run a program called horses of hope and it was a counseling therapeutic session and so i had like 20 boys that i would see throughout a month and mm -hmm. so then we used the horses as a therapeutic session yeah and they were just as a tool to get to other kids to get to them and to get them to open up kids did better in school I had one boy, I had him for, I think, a month. And he never talks to anybody. But the last day I had him, he, we just stopped. He's like, can we just let the horse eat? Like, okay. <laughs> and then he talked for like an hour. <laughs> I didn't push it, nothing. He was sitting on the horse and he just wanted to talk. Yeah. And it was just like, we didn't go anywhere. We just sat there and allowed mm -hmm. the horse to eat grass. <laughs> and so we're just like, you know, those kind of programs are awesome because we don't realize in the rush of everything mm -hmm. how much those little moments can change a life. Yeah. And so we think what they do that can really change a life. Like when there's mm -hmm. a major accident and they show up to watch the kid with a dog, mm -hmm. that kid mm -hmm. is way more mm -hmm. relaxed now than yeah. if they're in an ambulance or a police car freaking out. Cause they have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like you can try and comfort them as much as you want, but yeah. the animal come up to you and just wants to cuddle. <laughs> Come on, that's pretty hard to yeah. deny. No, that's a yeah. fantastic story. No, it sounds like a very worthy, uh, worthy cause. Yeah. Um, I believe their website is bossco.ca. So b o s s c o.ca, and yeah, you can go on there, check out all the different animals and, and services they provide. Um, yeah, service dogs. So this is this would be you know helping people with let's say mobility issues. Uh, therapy, so this would be with like anxiety or PTSD and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, they 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 list them all in there. Most of them are dogs, but as yeah. as we'll you'll see coming out on July first, they have a wide range of animals. From, yeah. <laughs> I think online, yeah, they got. I think they showed a, a donkey. They got some goats, as you say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seeing a couple ducks. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. the ducks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's, yeah, it, it, I can I can fully affirm there's there's something something therapeutic when it comes to, to animals especially yeah. yeah yeah 
cats on the other hand? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm on the same page there. There's a reason why there's not a therapeutic cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think cats show a whole lot of sympathy for people. So no. In, in an anxiety situation, a cat is not going to comfort you the same way a dog yeah. will. I'm sure yeah. there's the odd yeah, one. Yeah, there's yeah. one in a million, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if, you, yeah. if you have a cat that, that's, that fits that criteria, bless you. You, you cherish that cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, anyways, no. Um, so yeah, come out July 1st, um, 11, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Enjoy a fantastic barbecue and, and all sorts of different events uh, around uh, Ma and Pa's Bakery Cafe. Uh, thank you, uh, Johas and, and, and Allie, for, for spending some time with us uh, this evening, giving up some of your precious sleep, no doubt, <laughs> um, and, and really getting uh, helping us know a lot of the backstory. It really, I think it just deepens the connection that, that you guys already have built with, with the town. So, well, we, and then the community, we really appreciate it. We had lots of fun doing this. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for coming along and, and, uh, watching and or listening along with us. Uh, my name is Brian Constein and I'm Michael Rowland and this has been Penhold Talk Radio. Mm-hmm.